It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe Buying Riptide Eating shit pies Maybe get high G'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 3-0 The big therapy of journalism And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor well, today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a true Wollongong call lord. He's a disciple of the phone, a foot soldier who lives and breathes Bergen, an avid filmmaker in the industry, making the cultured, captivating movie, movie Chicks, along with <laughs> one of the best-named films, Sorry I Can't Be Ando, and Crazy. In his spare time, he enjoys whacking on a set of pads and spending even more time at the bar with one of his good mates, James Dick. I'm talking none other than Dobbo, James Dobson, Jack Dobson. <laughs> you merge us in the two there. I love it. Oh, yeah, I know. I was kind of thinking James Jack, James Jack. Obviously, it's Jack, but you know how some people do have this, you know. That um little mixing with James yeah, and it was the Labcast. It's the Labcast. We're speaking to the one and only Labcast, featured all up and down the realms of video, man. How are you? Good man. Beautiful afternoon. Um, I can't really say I live in Wollongong. I'm more on the outskirts these days, but um, it's a ripping afternoon. I'm just kind of looking uh, off my little back, you know, back man cave here. Set up. I'm looking over the back of Lake Illawarra. And um, watching, I was watching the Big Bash, but I flicked it off out of respect for yourself and the listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's the least I could do. But yeah, it's rip, ripping afternoon here in Wollongong, and keen to um, keen to chat Bergen and everything Wollongong, and give a bit of insight. I suppose sometimes people might it's kind of hard to crack the Wollongong uh, tight knit in joke scene, but I've got a few backstories so we can go through them. Oh, I'd love to. I find it super hard to crack that scene. You guys are also secretive in your own little zones down here, but rightly so because you've got so many cool people in your community and so many amazing waves. Like people probably sometimes cruise past Wollongong not thinking that it's littered with boog waves, but if you really wanted to, you know, search and get your trough in the snout every now and I mean your snout, your trot in the snout, <laughs> your snout in the um, trough every now and again, you're going to find some some hog holes, eh? Yeah, it's funny that um, I actually strictly stick to Wollongong now. Now that I'm in like a mature age bodyboarder slash filmer, I'm like, we'll cut the two-hour drive out and we'll just surf some iconic Wollongong waves with uh, minimal people out. But um, they can get good, but you're not going to get good waves all the time. It's not like a, you know, I suppose a wave like, let's say, the island or some of the better waves down the coast where you know it's going to be pumping, but you will get good ones if you put the time in. Yeah, and that's also the beauty of it, isn't it? Like, you know, for, for the actual chase, the Adrian Emerton, um, Mitch Blewett feature film, The Chase, you know, that exact reason, just going around, hunting waves, enjoying the time on the road, putting the hours in behind the wheel, just having an, an adventure-filled time. And I reckon that's um, that's that's the that's the best part about Boogan. I think that's what I love so much when I was younger, Dobbo, and I think you did too, like, you know, looking through so many clips in your movies, man, that you had that that essence of a good time always mm. brewing in the background. A lot of times you'd see your lifestyle stuff, even if you're 
you know, you've got a camera filming in a revision mirror back in the car or whatever, and it's you and Tom Rom in the back, or, or you know, just any yeah. of the Wollongong crew, Maddox, um, Katie, Ivan Purely, like you know, just it's it's I can't even put my 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 finger on it at the moment, but you know, there's something truly, I guess I could use the word core about that that whole area and that whole group of um whole group of people, man. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I suppose like it's kind of what I've tried to do in my um, my clips that I make for fun now. Like, not that I've got the time to do what I used to do when I was just trying to have a bit of a crack and make some DVDs, and when that was even possible. But I suppose it's just you. I want to recreate that feeling of like you know doing a surf trip with your friends or showing up to a local spot and getting out there and hooting each other into it. It's not like I suppose we've kind of moved beyond. You know, you obviously want to make something that's cool, but it's got to have a kind of feel to it. And it's definitely got to be something that people can relate to. So I think um, even if it's just us filming each other, not that they're, you know, we're pretty average on the bodyboard, we're trying to create a feel and like something that people can relate to in that kind of sense. And I think that's where, you know, Wollongong bodyboarding is at the moment. Like if you're doing it now, you're not doing it because you're sponsored. Like <laughs> if you're doing it now, like you're doing it because you love it and you've still found a way, you know, five or 10 years down the track from when it was, something you could do professionally or something you could do as a, a decent hobby and make a bit of coin on the side. It's kind of moved past that. So I just make sure that I don't try to put myself in situations where I know I'm going to have a bad time. It's like, if I, am I going to risk that two hour drive down the coast? Probably not. I'll just go local, call a few mates, whoever shows up, shows up. But, um, yeah, it's feeling pretty good lately. I'd say, um, I think everyone went through phases where you get a bit disheartened and you kind of drift in and out, but I'm definitely back. Definitely. Oh, hallelujah, last, man. Hallelujah. Yeah, the, last, <laughs> the last six to 12 months, I've been um, super stoked on it. So, yeah, keen as at the moment to film and surf and just show all the local spots. Like you were saying before, like you could drive past Wollongong, but there's, you know, I'm kind of in the middle now of Shell Harbour and Wollongong. I could drive either way 15 minutes. Where are you exactly? So I'm in Farmer Heights. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of west. I'm a Westie. I'm towards the mountain, but I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, 10, you know, 10 or 15 minutes west of uh, Wollongong. But, you know, I'm pretty close to heading down to like Reddy's and Mystics and that's only so 15, say, 20 minutes away too. If you were to compare Cordo Heights to Port Kembla in regards to like the geographical locations, would you say it's similar mm. to your location, Tel Arba? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm in Farnborough. So it's like we're going to go like Farnborough, Mount Kembla, Cordo Heights is like the west and I'd say like yep. Shane, Shane Ackerman, he's a he's a Unendera boy of heart. There's there's yeah, plenty of um, shout out Unendera. I would say that plenty of the best bodyboarders from down here all actually grew up inland. Very few. Oi, dude, I'm considered a Westie. <laughs> yeah, I'm considered yeah. a Westie. I grew up in Grace Point. I was like 15 minutes from the beach. Same thing. Like yeah, full Westie. If if how's this? They would use the acronym in the Shire, and this is just classic Western. <laughs> white neo-nazi vibes almost it's like you were a wog so west of gaimia and then you were right. out of the shire yeah. almost you know what i mean it was just it's yeah it's a classic <laughs> stigma but yeah that's really nice man it'd be beautiful to live up there and i only did a pool up there the um early this year me and coops and the view back yeah. over the coast there for anyone who's listening um quarter heights just it's above port Kembla, and much like you know the ridiculous escarpment linking up to um i guess you it's not really i don't think there's a great dividing range but 
definitely probably way too close to the coast, but just the way it kind of hooks in Albion Park there, it's a sight to be. Mm. It's, it's a sight to behold. It's almost like you're in a great old Western man and you've just got like, <laughs> you know, just vast areas to search and pillage. It's, it's, it's really cool. And it's really nice, especially coming from Sydney, driving down that way, Dobbo, like, you know, you guys are still in a, I guess like a metropolitan area to a certain degree, but it's that good mix of that 50-50 where you still can just hop down mm. the road and there's a farm, you know what I mean? And there's there's someone growing their veggies instead of some dead cat with a Coke can in its mouth out the front of mine, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, yeah. it's cool, dude. Yeah. It's a really nice place to live. Yeah, well, I suppose like anywhere in Wollongong, like you're pretty much like 15, 20 minutes from the ocean, Um on where you are. So it's, it's a good setup. So like, obviously like, you know, it's not always attainable to live right on the coast. We all know that as we go into our thirties, but um, no, I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I reckon I actually surf more now that I'm, you know, slightly further away when I was, when I was pigging in chair houses in my uni days and I was living in North Wollongong, I actually surfed less. It was just more that I could look off my balcony. If the wind was bad, I'd be like, nah, I'd tell myself that anyway, but um, I'm definitely more productive I suppose now, even even being a dad, I would say that like I try to find those small pockets of time where it all lines up and I can just do it and get it done. Whereas I think before sometimes, I think, you know, a few people can relate to this. You, when you're spoiled for choice and you can bodyboard all the time, you get too picky and then you actually oh, become, man. you know, you, you think back to yourself like and you go, geez, like I definitely should have got out there. I definitely should have gone, you know, made the most of that session. So I, I'd say these days, that's one thing that's got better. It's almost the less time I have, the more, t- you know, the more likely I'm actually to make the most of my time. And I do get those little opportunities. Yeah. I think you do feel more productive being productive. You know, you're on the go, you're smashing things out when you're younger, you know, you're so right. You do take things for granted. You just think that they're always going to be there and you just hop on a swell next time or whatever. And I remember even saying to my parents sometimes, they'd be like, just, you know, you can go next time, whatever. It's all right. And then, you know, it kind of fizzled out after a while, but it, you know, there was a certain degree of of my like childhood growing up with bodyboarding where I couldn't miss a swell and had to go to all lengths to try and get there. But as you get yeah. older and you get into that kind of yeah, the uni scene or the mid twenties, it all just becomes a mix, and you're trying to sample other fruits of life. Then you kind of do come back to bodyboarding in a way when you when you get a little bit older, or you know, maybe you you're a father or mother or, you know, any sort of um, other responsibility than just looking after yourself is is such a welcome wake-up call sometimes, I reckon. And, and it's so cool yeah. to see bodyboarding do that um, full 360 from back when you're a grom and you might give it up in your 20s, but you go into your 30s or 40s and then kind of reinvigorate yourself. But you've been called yeah. the whole way through, Dobbo. It's so, so fucking sick, man. You know, you should almost – pat yourself on the back because what you were just saying before about people just dropping away because of no money and dollars, that's all well and good and, and completely understand that because you've got to make a living. But at the same time, you don't just give up the sport completely because you want to do it for the right reasons. You know, you want to do it for the love of it, the passion. You want to be in the ocean. You've done that the whole way through. And I, I've, I've wanted to know, man, with your movies, um, you know, as you were going through the scene and, and you were – getting to sample all the different riders and their styles around the south coast who was your favorite to film with back in the day yeah okay i'd one thing i found 
was amazing with bodyboarding. When I when I started, well, I first started filming. I was at, at school. Photography was offered as a subject at the school I was at, which was super lucky. And um, then the natural thing was I'm starting to love bodyboarding. Well, I actually had Jace Finlay at my school. He was in the year above me. So that was always like a nice little connection to have. Wow, that's say- an awesome leader and a role model. Like fucking hell, Finners is your go-to guy, the older guy and the great above. We had, funny, we had, um, we had a board riders club at school and I, I remember him surfing like in the heats and stuff like that and he'd just be like, you know, on a whole different level. But I, I'd, he actually wasn't the first one I filmed a lot of. The first one is none other than Ryan Maddock would be the first one I really started filming, um, realizing that, hey, some of these good blokes just live around me and they're keen to come shooting with me. Um, I, that kind of blew me away in bodyboarding, how the closeness of like, starting bodyboarding and then knowing a few people and knowing some of the best guys in Australia and the world. It's yeah, that's really, the real beauty of a, a small community speed, like that. Huh? Yeah, it speeds up quickly. Like I don't think there's many sports or hobbies you can have where, you know, you've got access or you can become friends with guys that are the best in the sport within months. Yeah, um, you're so just, true. Yeah, Let's quickly yeah. compare it to soccer real quick, just to butt in for one second, compare it to soccer and then the World Cup right now, Dobbo. Like mm. if you were a local good guy and then you wanted to try and go to state international level or state national, then international level, yeah. how many different networks would you need to tap in to get there where say bodyboarding and surfing to a certain degree yeah. has that core element of, um, you know, almost like a street directory, almost like Google maps to say, yeah, I'll just log into that and I can talk to this person and that person. And, you know, because yeah. of the nature of bodyboarding and, and how, you know, I would have to say it does humble you a lot, bodyboarding. So you are willing to just take on a random's conversation, or you, 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 you know what I mean? Like you're more inclined to be foregoing because you're a booger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, I'm, back I'm, to Maddie who you were filming. I just went on yeah, a fucking tangent. Yeah, Excuse me. Say. I'm into my second Cooper's Red. I just want to warn you. I'm into my second Cooper's Red, <laughs> and it's going south. Tuck in. No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think, think that's definitely one thing I remember because I used to tell my parents, like, they'd be amazed that, like, oh, I have met this guy and he's on this DVD and, you know, I'd be telling them these stories and they're like, oh, really? You, you know these people already and they're the best, you know? So Ryan was the first guy that he was super passionate back then about writing. I was super passionate about filming. We just kind of glued together. Um, and he was the first one, I suppose, to take me under his wing a little bit and um, do some South Coast missions and, I suppose for, I don't know if the, would the listeners know that the, the owner of Drag Board Co, who sponsors all the surfers, was one of the best bodyboarders on the South Coast 15, 20 years ago? Maybe not. Yeah, there would <laughs> definitely be, yeah, a part of the community that probably doesn't. He's definitely, um, yeah, he's definitely a man of multi-talented abilities, isn't he? Like, Jesus Christ. I've got to admit, I'll always go back to Drag and Zion. I've said it time and time and time again, and I'll say it. Sorry, sorry, time and time before, and I'll say it again. Man, it, their marketing is fucking amazing. I reckon that yeah. inside innuendo humor, like taking yeah. the piss, but then also taking it kind of seriously, like it's it's all time. It really is. Yeah. Like hats off yeah, to the dull a, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Him him and I'd say then then kind of him and Big Dav were like two of my biggest influences. So Big Dav's also, you know was early on with all their media stuff and 
you know, even the clothes like I am none. So very quickly, oh. I kind of got, I kind of got in with, you know, possibly the best two mentors you could ever have in terms of if I wanted to make a good movie. And then I went and bought uh, Todd Barnes's uh, whole camera setup that he made video with. He was upgrading after he made video, pretty much the best DVD of all time. So I've kind of oh, got the easily. triple threat. I've got, I've got Matic, I've got Dav, who's a great writer and a great designer. And I've got Todd giving me or selling me his whole setup. So I was kind of, you know, all the stars aligned in a sense. And I was just so, you know, I'd, I'd finished school. I had extra time off, you know, at university. So that's how I kind of found myself very quickly, you know, with the possibility of making a DVD. And it all just, I suppose sometimes, you know, those moments in life are at all, you don't have to overthink it. It's almost happening without you knowing it. It's like serendipitous. Like it's all, it's all, you know, heading in the right direction and you don't really know it at the time. And then you kind of find yourself, shit, I'm, you know, I'm being able to make this DVD and I know these good writers and I'm having a hell of a time. So it was sick. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been some of the best times of your life, man. I could only imagine the carefree uni days of just chucking the class aside and being like, there's a swell down the coast or it's a pipe afternoon, wind gone nor'east. Let's, let's let's get to it like i would like to know man what's your what's your favorite session you've you've had through your time of filming or boogan like is there one that just stands mm. out that just is like the holy grail you kind of get tingles possibly Ew. in the end of the rectum in the tip of your penis about them you know just those moments where you're like oh i am getting tingles now because like there was <laughs> was um with some one yeah some times where you're just like oh shit this is so good and um yeah, I'd say like another writer that I really great to have around was my mate Ivan. So Ivan Pulik. So me and him were were Wollongong. He was a little grommy and he was surfing well and became really good friends. And he was another person that was great to have around that that wasn't one of those top writers, but he very quickly in a few years turned into a top writer while I was filming him. He kind of went from being good at your local to being to being really good himself. And um, I made some cool sections on him. So my favourite. Got one of the best air verses in the game, Ivan Pulik. Yeah, like some yeah, of your footage like, of him at Pipe, especially like, oh my goodness. Yeah, so I'm thinking of this day. We went, we went nugget in the morning. Um, first light, obviously. Like I was, you know, if anyone knows my personality, like if I say to someone, I'm going to pick him up at four thirty. I'm there at four twenty five. Did you walk the beach, <laughs> the Nuggan beach, in shoes or no shoes? That's a big oh, call. Well. I was very regimented. Like I'm very like, you know, if I'm going to get something done, I, I want, I used to, I'm very prepared. I'd pack a sack lunch. I wouldn't let the boys get coffee cause I didn't drink it. I'd pack my deck chair. <laughs> if I had to sit down for, I'd have three batteries ready. I'd, You're I'd, fucking I'd stiff as like, I love the dedication, <laughs> but no coffee on the way down, bro. That's a drug. Uh, People need their drug. Yeah. I didn't drink coffee till a few years ago, man. And I was, I, I just, I would refuse for anyone to have one if I was behind the wheel. Look, um, you were probably doing them a good thing because it does become addictive and you do become yeah. a lot slower in the morning without it. But fuck, bruh, mm. you're steering the ship, eh? No, I was, I was, I was ruthless. I was like early pickup times. I was normally driving because normally I had the station wagon. I was the oldest. I'd like pack my lunch. I'd have my deck chair if I was going to be sitting for a few hours. But back to the session. So it was nugget in the morning. Um, I would say I was a shoes guy. Very resilient mm-hmm. feet. So I was, I'd be a shoes guy. I don't think the creek was raging back then. But 
We did nugget it's in the morning. It's been raging lately, hasn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've, I have not been there in about eight years, but I do plan on going once for my next movie, so look out. <laughs> yeah, you've got to throw that in there. Is, is that, you know, I don't want to spoil alert everyone, but Jack Dobson is bringing out a new movie <sighs> planned to be dropping in kind of early 2023, not to put deadlines on it, obviously, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, April. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely April. But um, yeah. So definitely, yeah. So definitely, nugget in the morning. There was only a few guys out. Ivan did some really sick stuff, and I just loved filming him, knowing that like where he'd come from, just being a Wollongong kid, um, and being a good friend of mine, and being super young as well. He was doing that stuff at like, you know, seventeen and eighteen, and then we just we kind of looked at the swell as we came back, and like, oh, we'll just go to another wave on the way back. Um, uh, Matt Young territory. We won't. We don't name drop this one. Every, oh. Although everyone knows where it is. But this, I, I, we rocked up, and I just set my respect though. That it was respect was right there. It was, it was firing, and there was Corey. There was Matt. There was um, Morgan Chapel? Brown. Avan went out. Uh, not Chapel that day. Matic went out for a couple. It was. It's. Um. It was seriously Mackie? pumping, and so like, um. Yeah, like nugget into that was just like I suppose I probably filmed for maybe six or seven hours and got like a lot of good stuff for the my DVD wow. chicks. And yeah, that, chicks. Um, and we, we we filmed that in chronological order. So it kind of shows it in that day that we filmed Nugget for it was like a six month diary almost. So um it was cool to kind of show that flow of like Nugget in the morning, somewhere on the way back, kind of cleaned up, um, put some cool music to it. So yeah, pretty proud of that one. Yeah, you should be. And Chicks is an amazing clip, but why call it Chicks? Oh, so this is when Tom, Rob and Jake were living at a share house with all the boys in in Bulleye. And, Jake um, Stone? Yeah, Jake Stone and Tom, Robin. You know, back when uh, we all had our long fringes, mine's obviously long gone, but we all... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's two sides. There's two, there's two sides to this story. There's... It was called chicks because people used to call us chicks because we had long blonde hair, side fringes, or it was called yep. chicks because like back then, everyone obviously had like a girl that they were chasing or a girl they were dating. So, um, Katie being the creative he is, I made that one with him. He um. So he did the, you guys? He used the. Sorry, like. Sorry, you go. No, you go. Was yeah. it, you <laughs> well, I was saying he um on the movie rather than using sometimes the writers names would use the names of the girls that the guys were seeing or like on the back cover it had the names of all the girls that the guys had dated in the bodyboarding scene so um really yeah yeah on the back it was on the cover art it was it was yeah so it was quite personal um it was interesting oh um, man i missed that part of it i wish i knew that would have studied that black and blue it's kind of um scattered through the movie and on the back cover it's got a lot of the names of the girls like all the boys that were the writers on there that were dating or, or had dated or, you know. <laughs> so cool. So, um, so cool to know that yeah. part of the movie. And that's another little um, link back to just the culture hub you guys have down there. You Just the arts and, and, and arts and crafts, you know what I mean? Like just the way, the way you've got so many cool people clustered in, in one little spot, Dobbo. It's epic. And at that mm. time it was super evident, you know, in chicks, you just rattled off, almost, you know, almost up to 10 names there that that are world-class bodyboarders in their own right, you know what I mean, and steered the sport in a certain direction, which is fucking cool, you know, because 
there was a stage there where, you know, the Wollongong being essentially part of the South Coast, like that strip mm. there from the Gong all the way down to kind of, you could almost say the border, has um, has captivated the world. So at that time when you were filming all this, did you realise that? Did you realise that you were you were, you were kind of at the forefront of bodyboarding in that decade? I think I knew I was like, I was lucky in the fact that they were all pulled together. But um, I suppose that like what some of the other guys were doing like Barnsley at that time when he was making thrash, that was kind of on a different level. I, mine was more like hobby based, I suppose. I still had, you know, my university degree, but I was just, I was definitely super lucky in the fact that all those guys being around that, you know, it was just, you know, making a good movie and having the best writers around was awesome. So I think um, it was just, it, it felt crazy back in, you know, the Visions days. You think about those guys from Queensland and then all of a sudden they're all living in Wollongong and they're all friends with my friends and they're happy to go shoot. And, you know, we all fought, you know, formed that little crew and everyone was just kind of working together to make the best kind of cool shit they could. So, yeah, I was definitely lucky in that regard. But I don't think I knew... I don't think anyone knew how good we had it in that prime time when it was just like, I just, everyone just thought that would continue because it was so cool. It, you know, things, you know, some of the, some of the movies and, and clips that were getting put out was just epic. It was getting matched with cool music and everything seemed to be flowing in the right direction. So yeah, was, I suppose we didn't, I suppose we didn't know how good we had it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even just talking about music then, Dobbo, thinking about, Katie and Shining Bird and the Pinheads and so many songs being used in so many of those movies that have been coming out of your hometown, you know, like that's um that's another little string to the bow of all the creative arts down there. It's yeah, it's so cool. Every time I venture down to Wollongong, which has been probably a lot more this year um due to work, and it's been it's been fun just um just seeing like it's got so much quaintness, you know what I mean? Like the whole area is just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I Again, I can't put my finger on it. It's just got heritage. It's just got like beautiful scarpment behind it. It's like a natural rainforest. So anyone, anyone listening at home, like, you know, you head down from the Royal National Park and keep going south on um, New South Wales coastline there. Like, oh, It's just so fucking beautiful. I can't actually get over it with all the rain too like you know obviously it's been horrendous but at the same time greened everything up it's been it's been so cool and all those east swells man geez louise east swells for days la nina was so nice this year did you get amongst it um a fair bit at a couple of local haunts that you probably don't get out to as much just because of the direction as well yeah i'd say it's been it's been great i keep like trying to think to myself like was it always like this the way that you know, the swells are hitting and the different patterns and stuff. But, yeah, definitely well, I've kind of – I've graduated to the trusty GoPro uh, 10 or 11, and that's how I've kind of stayed in the filming game. But I very quickly, once the de- – you know, I couldn't make couldn't keep making DVDs anymore. It, you know, everything went a little bit quiet and I was kind of – Hang on, Dobbo. Do you reckon that is a graduation? Done. I've just got to stop you there. Do you reckon it's a graduation or do you reckon it's maybe just – plateauing and, and hoping technology catches up. Well, I, I know, I definitely know, I regret this now that like I kind of separated myself. So with my last movie, the last scene of my last movie, which was called Crazy, I threw my VX2000 off the Seacliff Bridge because it had, you know, a litany of um, problems 
and I was just kind of over it. It was kind of ruining my life, and I just wanted to put a stop to it. So, like, I put the, I put the life. You know, I'm I, thinking back now. I probably shouldn't have thrown a, a bit of electronics in the ocean, but I did for a few gags. Yeah, but then look, I kind of stopped feeling. Yeah, yeah, but you much, know, like you, know, you can get on the, the whole green wagon. I, I understand you're probably doing your part, recycling and composting. I fully get it, but you know, sometimes it's. <laughs> It's almost like you're letting go from part of yourself. Yeah, you know, I'd only imagine with the film camera, mm. it, it's almost spending as much time with you as mobile phones these days. Like it's 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 emotionally yeah. attached. <laughs> but I I got to a point where I felt like I can't keep up with the updates. Like the cameras are getting too expensive. You know, yeah. my career. I I didn't. I had a probably a little bit of a point where I could maybe try to do filming, not bodyboarding, but maybe I could be a you know a filmer in other regards, or I can. Get, you know, I can be a primary school teacher, which I was doing at uni. Um, glad I kind of stuck with that. That keeps me ticking over and it, I find it fun and that's a good career for me. But I definitely had a bit of a crossroads where I'm like, I can't keep buying new camera shit because, you know, a, a few DVDs once a few years aren't going to cut it. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, for sure. I, but it was such a good hobby fun. while it lasted. And I think you were obviously yeah. at more of a um, peak stage, you know, like we always talk about, you know, valleys and mountains and whatever and, and thinking about the rises and falls of certain sports and popularity and whatnot. Where do you feel bodyboarding sitting at the moment, Dicko? You know, I mean, Dicko, <laughs> fucking hell, Dobbo. I'm, I'm going to mention Dicko in a second, don't you worry. But Dobbo, where do you reckon our sport is at the moment, mate? In this nice little little pocket where if you're doing it, everyone's doing it for, they're obviously still enjoying it. They can find ways to enjoy it. It's, um, it's taken off that layer of um, competitiveness. Like so even, even between crews, like I've spoken to some of your mates recently, even like back when I was filming some of these DVDs, I wouldn't film guys from Cronulla. <laughs> like I remember, <laughs> I, I remember I was telling Betty Sawyer this story a little while ago after a few beers and, I kind of cringe a bit now. And he, like, I've watched him surf and he rips. And there used to be this wave in Shore Harbour. Well, there still is this wave. But, you know, the Cronulla boys like surfing it and so did we. But we used to hate seeing him show up. And I just remember oh, I used to sit in the channel. I, I used to sit in the channel and turn the camera away when they were, like, riding waves, even if they were good ones. That's classic. <laughs> yeah, you know, that but, was... Like, yeah, sorry. I, like it's funny. I, it's funny now. I don't want to interrupt you, but that—that's that, exactly what it was like. Um, and you know, my comments before in regards to the tight knit communities, everyone was like that. Mm. You know what I mean? You still ventured out, mm. and you still went to different zones and explored the forbidden fruits and tried to get a couple of waves. But it was tight and core, cool and it was rare that you would kind of, you know, fully mix. Now I reckon with you know social media and as now the sport is so small. Like everyone's in each other's pockets. It's it's kind of cute. It's kind of almost ancestral. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I like it in the cricket. I like it in the cricket in a way, not the ancestral part. Um, like when you play cricket, you can, <laughs> I don't know you about can, the War Brothers. Can, Jesus, <laughs> you can kind of you know you think you play against someone, and when you have that competitiveness, you think to yourself, well, they're obviously not a good person because you want to beat them and you want to be better than them. But um. Yeah. Then when you get to know other people, you realise they're very similar. So I'd liken that to to back then. We were trying to make the best movies and show off all our waves. We didn't want people from other places coming down. Not that we'd ever be violent or aggressive. We'd be just weak and turn our cameras the other way. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, done. I, I, I it was done on all accord. 
the best thing is now when I came up to the Cone premiere, like that, and a lot of Wollongong guys did come up. Like it's now that if you're a, if you're a part of the sport and you like it and you're passionate about it, no one's going to give you a hard time. No one's going to like, you, you know what I mean? No one's going to push you to the side. There's not that. There's not that ego, or there's not that. Um, oh, so competitiveness, especially because everyone's yeah. a free surfer. No one's a comp surfer. You know what I mean? Like that that stuff's been pushed aside, and what we've got left with is a bunch of people trying to do cool stuff or just enjoying bodyboarding. So. I think it's pretty sweet at the moment. I'm I'm loving it to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. You know, when you were starting um, that response, I was thinking when you were saying at the start, like you know, nice little warm place. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? Do you remember those beautiful pizza pockets you'd get heated up in the microwave for around ninety seconds at yeah. like a primary school canteen? Do you ever experience them still? Like, do you ever trot down to the hey. canteen? As a teacher, pizza you get one pockets. Yes, pizza pockets, <laughs> man, with that beautiful white dough, beautiful mozzarella cheese just dripping inside. Obviously, processed meat and whatever else is in there, just to kind of fill your stomach yeah. up with all the rotten Western treats. But fuck, man, when you first started that response, it just it, it came in. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that I actually I actually avoid the school canteen because um I'm not a I'm not a pillar of health. So if I can take a few more apples and bananas myself, it's definitely good for my waistline. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling the same too these days. I mean, once you hit 30, it is true. Everyone says it to you. It ain't going to happen, but it really does. The metabolism slows down. You can't kick into the treats as much. Like every bodyboarder knows that after a boog session, it's the best thing to go and stock up on whatever you want. And you feel like you've deserved it. You can eat poorly. So you'll just go – bakery treats you'll go pizzas mm. you'll go pies burgers like what what, whatever because it's you know what i mean like there's almost like an unspoken yeah. law guilty, about guilty it. pleasures and yeah it's it's guilty pleasures beer's one of them too they'll catch up there i'm even mm. feeling now working a physical job which i haven't for most of my life well i've on and off but more so like heavily in the last kind of 18 months um beers man the way they mm. They store all the um, inflammation around your body, and if you've got a bit of an injury or a niggle and whatever, like even my hands, like I hope it's not early onsets of gout, but like if I drink <laughs> way too many beers and then go and try and do a physical day without taking care of myself, I definitely notice inflammation and swelling. Hey, mm. yeah, I was, um, I was just thinking then, um, like in terms of you know who's still flying the flag and and making Boogan cool. I've definitely got two people that like at the moment have kind of made the movie that I'm making possible. Um, one's Katesy, the evergreen James Cates. So like, he's obviously a huge influence on mine because he edited a couple of my movies and is just a good a writer and pretty much does everything well and is the ultimate frother. So he's, he's me and him just had this little text line going. So he's like, oh, you know, can you come film this wave? Or I'll say, I want to go film this wave. We've got 47 minutes before work, before I work, or before he's got, you know, a photo shoot to do or some kind of film job and we just get shit done. So that's um, that's working well at the moment. We're kind of gelling together, get the team back together. That's sick. How does it feel like reuniting the romance after what? Like have to be a decade since – or yeah. 15 years since GXA? If It doesn't – yeah, definitely – I suppose I am that old guy now saying it doesn't feel that long, but like, you know, me and him have always stayed in touch and like I, um, 
yeah, I think, you know, just when you just got a good little relationship with someone, but you both know how to work, you know, you know someone well enough that, you know, when you can get stuff done and, you know, you know, he's going to, he's keen to surf or he's keen to film with me, keen to chop and change, do a bit of stuff. But like we've, um, we've been pretty prolific in the last few months. So look out for a, a good Jimmy Tate section in Goodbye. It's going to be pumping. That's it. Heaps of waves around Gong? All strictly Gong, like novelty, slightly oh. better than novelty. But like, as, yeah, as in, he's... so it's strictly Gong. There's, there's nothing up and down the coast. It's all Gong have... or Gong. I haven't been past Jaroa. I have not gone oh, past this Jaroa. This <laughs> is going to be good. I'm so fucking keen on this yeah. thing to come out. I, you know, I won't name names, but that framing you sent me the other day, you get in a, I think you put it up on Instagram actually of, um, yeah, yeah. The, the bone. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. I was only speaking to Katie the other day, actually midweek speaking about Katie and just, he was, I showed him that photo. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's X, Y, and Z. Um, it's so cool to see that, you know, he's just out there with half an hour before work getting it done. And it is, I guess, a novelty that way, but fuck man, it looks, looks picture perfect. Yeah. And all that's, that's what I kind of, I suppose I want to document. Cause it's like, I just don't have the time or resources to go and, and film, you know, the big waves and like the coast waves and do those trips. But I definitely have the time to invest around here and it might actually the movie might actually show more unseen waves just because they're like Wollongong ones that people would never think to film. So like, you know, rather than your typical, you know, your great South Coast waves that, that are fantastic to film and you get heaps of, um, you know, you get bulk footage, but everyone's seen them time after time. So that might be a point of difference. But um, the other person I was mentioning, going to mention before is none other than big Brendo Newton, who was the, he actually gave me the idea to, to make the movie. So, um, Myself and him were sitting down while our kids were at flip out, you know, the little trampolining oh, joint. Man, what a zone that is, eh? Even for a grown a grown adult like mums and dads is <laughs> flipping out. It's that good. Yeah, and um it's funny, we I'd take my daughter there and he's got his two kids and he'd invited another one of his daughter's friends along and um, you know, just a little play date and he got I offered to get him a coffee because he'd paid for everyone's entry. And uh he orders a Quadruple flat white. Wooshka. He got the quad. He got the quad bomb. Wooshka. He's humming along. <laughs> he, um, yeah, it was his day, and um, we we're just ch- chatting along, and I was just saying that, like, oh, I'm going to make another clip, like, and you know, another three or four minute clip, and he goes, "Why don't you just make a movie? What's stopping you?" And I kind of just stopped in my tracks, and I thought to myself, "There's actually nothing stopping me." Like, but I'd never had, like, I wouldn't even come up with that idea myself. And he goes, you know what? We'll just show it at my next podcast night. You can, you know, film for the next nine months. Whatever you come up with is good enough. You know, make it 10 minutes, make it 20 minutes up to you. But like in that moment, I was just like, bang, I'm set. I'm making this movie and it's kind of, I feel like, I suppose everyone will see why it's called Goodbye because we've got a few like little running jokes going through it. But um, he's definitely the inspiration of why I'm making it. So shout out to Brendo for um, coming up with that idea after his uh four shots of coffee <laughs> Dude, he would have been sailing through the conversation but how good is it having good people around you to just g you up like that and make it happen yeah. you know he could have just sat there quietly and be like oh that's cool mm. yeah sweet no no but then he's like nah fuck it throw the kitchen sink at it let's have a go and see what's going yeah. on and you know going back to katie 
you couldn't have paired up with a better human being. Like all my interactions with Katie over the years have just been so pleasant, have been so interesting, so like he's a fucking nice dude, man. You know what I mean? Even out in the water, like there's no hassles, there's no bad vibes. I remember him and Sean Pine actually had a really good running competition there for a while when Endless were coming down to Mystics and running a lot of comps and Katie would go in them and him and Pino would always get to the final. It'd be like the Duke yeah. out, you know. Square enough, yeah. Yeah, square enough. Katie obviously ripping it at um, Mystics and just being an all-round amazing Boog. And then Pino, you know, world-class Boog too and, and having that competitive flair when he was – Back in his heyday, it was it was it was pretty cool to watch. That was that was the top tier. That's probably what you're talking about with Barnsey and um, mm. yourself, maybe in regards to the the filming ranks, which I don't think there's much distance between you guys because you know obviously Barnsey's gone on to do amazing things. He's dedicated his career to it, but you're selling the shelf yourself short, Dobbo. Like you know, chicks and and. Crazy, even going over the lab cast, the one that Zion put up on Vimeo, like yeah, fucking yeah. all time, man. You, you you know what I mean? Like yeah, you shouldn't be yeah. selling yourself too. Yeah, no, I definitely definitely got um some stuff I'm proud of. I'm, I'm I've currently I'm fingers crossed. I've sent up my first DVD to the Riptide Boys in Queensland. It's called Outrageous Behaviour, and I didn't make this one, Casey. I made it with um a mate of mine, Gareth Shrub, who I went to high school with. He was only I think it was 17 or 18, he edited and helped me film the whole thing, which is, you know, you think back what you were doing when you were 17, 18. He was, he's got incredible skills. Um, yeah, we made a DVD, so I've sent it up to the Riptide Boys and fingers crossed everything goes well. We're going to get it on Rippy Cinema in the next, you know, early next year. So look out for that. Fingers crossed it's still, um, that DVD hasn't died on us and we can um, get it up onto the uh, digital platform. Oh, it'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been stacking so many different movies and clips up there recently. Elliot and Elliot, the boys, have been just mm. churning out hours nonstop, smashing it. So it's 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 really cool to see. Is Chicks and Crazy up there? Have, have they? No, uh, so like they're, they're like living deep on Vimeo. But um, yeah, I'd say like this this one I want to get out there at most because it was, it was the first one I made. So I did sell it to a few like core bodyboarding stores back in the day, but a fair few guys who just might have it? seen it. Who were who were the core stores? Like um, BSC were BSC were pumping back then, and they they yeah. were loving it. Yeah, they so had like, so many ads in yeah, so many that, print media outlets. <laughs> they were doing good things, and like, um, wasn't Winnie sponsored by them for a bit? Yeah, I'd say so. So they were definitely the main ones, and then there was a few of the Wollongong and Chris, and South like, Coast Chris James, stores. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, he used to work there. So like, um, yeah, yeah, they were they were definitely, and then like. A few over West, but I'd say BSC were the main ones that were just, you know, really supporting DVDs back then. So that was pretty cool. What about, um, you know, talking about DVDs, Tobo, and talking about tours, talking about mm. spending time on the road with your mates, just cruising up and down the coast, promoting a, a fucking a creative masterpiece. How was the stoked and broke tour? Can you tell us a couple of inside stories about that whole time? When, when was that? Like, what was the time frame oh. when you guys hired a minibus and just thought you'd all go up and down the coast and get pissed as fuck and carry on at any venue that'll let you in? <laughs> yeah, this I hold this um, tour very, very fondly. Um, I'm trying to think. Look, it's probably ten years ago, 
um, maybe eight or not. Yeah, I'd say it's like, it's kind of 2012, 2013 territory. But it was when yeah. I'd, I'd finished filming myself, but I was still, you know, still close mates with all the guys and I still just love filming. So like sometimes Matty could go, oh, hey, I've, you know, I've got my camera. Do you want, you can to go film pipe or, you know, shoot, shoot some stuff for the guys. And I'd just always be amped on that because, you know, I've got proper equipment and I'm still filming them. I'm still stoked on filming that stuff. So that was for home, yeah. for homebrew, the first homebrew movie. So oh, Stoke, sick, Fa- sick. Stoke Factory had, had moved into the, the back streets of Wollongong and that was going well and they could hold premieres there and, Rest so, in peace. Yeah, just they've just locked their doors for the last time, but they're still floating. They've still got some ideas coming, but um, yeah. So we we had thirteen seater bus. Big Big David organised it, being the elder, the elderly gentleman of the group. Um, <laughs> well put, was, sir. Um, that was so well put. Yeah, like back then, I just remember back then it was funny. Like I went to Big Dab's thirtieth when we were young, and we couldn't believe he was thirty. We could not believe it. Like he was, he was that evergreen. He was just as, you know, we thought he was young as all of us. So um, yeah, back to the story. So we, we showed it um, in Wollongong first as the first homebrew. And this is when Jordan Putland, Sam Bennett, Joe Clark, it, that were just the best bodyboarders at the time. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool what they were putting out. And um, that Zion Flux movie showed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think it might have been the. Maybe not so much Jordan Putnam, but Bennett and Clark yeah. in there were crazy. I would say after Flux. I think it's the next one after Flux. I was still just doing bits and pieces. And, um, yeah. you know, Maddock and Dav dreamed up the idea. We'll show it in Wollongong as the, you know, the official premiere. This is back when DVDs were still pumping out and, you know, premieres were still pretty cool. Um, then we went to Newcastle. First night, uh, Byron Bay. Second night, Mecca of bodyboarding, Byron Bay. Holy shit! You went from Newcastle to Byron Bay. That's a solid trudge. Just like a New- seven-hour, maybe eight-hour yeah. trudge. Yeah. So, I'll, short version: Newy, Goldie. Long version: Newcastle. The first night, we all go up there. Um, like Joe Clark actually got a plane down to Sydney. I'm on the tour. And then just would stay up at Queensland. So he flew down to come on the bus from Wollongong and do the whole thing with us. So that was pretty sick. Oh, that's uh, Riggis, sick. Yeah, Rick, I think Riggers might have done the same too. I think he was still up in Queensland then. So like there were some yeah, some good names. It was like Riggers, Putty, Joe Clark, um, Avan came as well. Then a few other um, like of, of our mates and, you know, Matic Dav. So it was like Declan Morgs. Um, Oh shit! I'm trying to think who else was going there. Marty, another guy. Anyway, it was like the best riders, and then just all our us guys that were, you know, mates or filmers. So we went yeah, to Newcastle yeah. the first night, and um, you know, obviously sent it as hard as we could, and um, <laughs> we all we we didn't. This is this was back when Boogan was like, you did not organise accommodation. So like I used, you know, I think I've alluded before. I was a bit of an organisational freak, and so I said to like Matic and Dav. All right, so what hotels have we got booked? And they're like, Are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, hotels? Like, we're not, we're doing this on the cheap. And I was like, All oh, right, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll make that work. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, how were you we, sleeping? Were we you just sleeping in the bus? Well, that was the thing. You either had to go and find someone's place to sleep with out on the drink or, um, sleep outside inside the bus it was a disaster and you know this we've got boards on there i went to take my bodyboard on there and they told me i couldn't take it they said you're a filmer you can't have your board on you 
we didn't have enough room. <laughs> really? No, yeah. So, like, went to up. Fuck, that's harsh, Sue. Should... That's even harsher than not getting a coffee on the way down the coast. That's like you guys run a tight ship. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so like we all got scattered throughout, and like everyone, you know, some people stay on the bus, and we all congregated on the bus after the first night in Newcastle. And Dixon, and who we'll talk about later, he he was riding the street sweeper. He'd found a council worker that let him drive the street sweeper. He'd lost, you know, he'd run out of battery, and he didn't know where the bus was. So Dixon was driving the street sweeper with a council worker watching him like laughing blind, driving around the streets of Newcastle <laughs> looking looking for the Stoke bus. <laughs> oh, how did you not mention Dicko not coming up in the in the the rowdy bunch of people on the bus? He would be number one. <laughs> I swear to God, I remember seeing Instagram stories or even Zion or yeah, it was been Zion at the time going live on Instagram and him just full, full <laughs> yeah, blaze in a glory. Just glory. Yeah. We were disrespecting this bus, like the hire company, like we're punching the roof. We lost a few <laughs> events. Um, but yeah, the, the, the first morning in Newey, everyone miraculously got back together. We went and everyone stank. So we just went down to like the Newey ocean pools and that was everyone's like first shower. And, nice. Um, yeah. So then the second leg, they hadn't really organized where the premiere was going to be. So they try to, They finally found someone in Byron Bay to hold it. And there's like, I reckon there's maybe three bodyboarders in Byron Bay. Like yeah, you got Winston one. McCall. Winnie <laughs> just moved kind of. Yeah, he's a bit further south. Yeah, exactly. Like, who else is in Byron <laughs> well, Bay? I don't think of Winston. I think what happened, they tried to do a Port Mac one. It wasn't working. So we just, we just pinned it up to Byron. Anyway, big drive. Big Dad does the drive. We're all, you know, drinking the whole time. Cracking tins at nine o'clock. Have the prem at Byron Bay, which was um, pretty uneventful. You know, just in a, like a bit of a factory. I don't think it was even a bodyboarding shop, to be honest. It must have been a surf shop. Anyway, we um, do you know Cheeky Monkeys, the the cheesiest uh, club in Byron? Are you familiar? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with the after hours ones. I can't remember the name of it. There's one that's a bit of a den, but. Is that the yeah, cheeky this, monkey? Yeah, it's probably is. You can you can get up on tables. It's just an absolute filth pit. Anyway, is is it all, pretty small? It's only got two rooms. I'm not sure about that. I was wasn't probably in a great state to um, you know, work, work out <laughs> to how take your my surroundings. Anyway, we we went in there. We went in there and just you know carried on as you would on a second day of a big bender at a surf trip. And um, it's funny because like. Myself and guys like Dixon and a few of us were seasoned party pigs being at university. And then some of the bodyboarders, um, you know, they'd, they'd go hard every couple of times a year at some premieres and stuff like that. But I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into when we tried to bring a few randoms off the bus from Cheeky Monkeys and demanded they take us to Gold Coast Casino that night when we finished up in Byron. <laughs> well, as in you we got are, them on the bus to drive yours? Well... We woke Katesy up and we demanded he drive us to Goldie Casino and we were trying to load randoms on the bus from Cheeky Monkey. So, yeah, we got a bit ridiculous. Jesus, didn't it ever? How did Katesy take that wake up? Oh, we wanted to fight a few people, which is, you know, we were abusing him. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, was, he was in the front seats. Anyway, it was a circus. But what we did yeah. is we convinced, we, didn't, we got the randoms off the bus, but we convinced because we were going to go to Joe Clark's place before the Goldie leg. And so we made Casey drive us at like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning 
from Byron to Goldie, but we didn't realise we left a few of the boys back in Byron. So <laughs> we flogged it to Goldie, got denied from the casino, or it wasn't even open, stopped at Joe's like place, everyone slept there, but then in the morning we actually had to backtrack and go pick up the guys from Byron that we'd forgotten. So it was oh, a shit show. Jesus. And then yeah, the, the last then... leg... Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last leg was like, all right, Gold Coast Premier, linking up with like Nick Gornell. He was the man at Goldie back then and, you know, King of Cavill. And um, the Premier was at a strip club. And all (laughs) it was, it was the most bizarre scene of all time. So, like, well, there were all these young kids wanting to come in and watch it. And there were literally strippers working. So we kind of had to ask him just to stop for a little bit. Can we let these like 14 year old boys in to the strip club to come and watch this? Bergen movie and um they actually did it was quite accommodating it was a different time back then you know 10 10 years ago but um yeah we packed out this goldie strip club to watch a Berg film and um the next morning i woke up and eight of the guys from the minibus had flown home it was left with me dav declan and um katie to drive the bus home 13 seats four left <laughs> hang on, hang on. Can I just recap that? Because like Gold Coast sounds like it just went to a whole new level and kind of was the crescendo for the trip. You just said that you had it in a strip club, but you kindly yes. and politely asked the staff to possibly put clothes on, just wait out the back while these miners came yes. in, watched the film, yes. absorbed quality bodyboarding, got that visual fucking DMT hit, and then. And then you guys party on for the rest of the night, possibly the strip club having a good time. Don't blame us. And then wake up to fucking what? That's nine of your passengers gone. Yeah, they've all they've all just obviously had like a secret pact, maybe to get away from myself and Dixon um, and our antics. <laughs> Holy and they've shit. all they, they've all just booked flights. They've all and they've all just said, oh, "I've got to work tomorrow, or whatever." We're on school holiday, so it didn't matter. And so we've woken up in the morning, and there's four of us to get this bus back, and we've got to get it back by a certain time because it's hired. So, you know, taking shifts, driving back, it was um it was quite the quite the leveler. But um yeah, definitely a good memory. Yeah, what a great memory, eh? That's one of the all time stories of bodyboarding. You've done a tour up the coast. You've all like <laughs> bonded, created this mateship, have some wild times and then you wake up in the morning to know that your battalion's gone. They just, yeah. they just the, boy, the, the boys, the boys, is, they're done us dirty. The boys are done us dirty. That was quality. <laughs> that was that. That's the ultimate smoke bomb, eh? Like that is just yeah. like job done. Yeah, we got the, it done. That's the that's the the plain smoke bomb. One, you know, one of the greats. Yeah, yeah, fucking earth it is. Oi, um, just just back to your movie that you're gonna release in April, Dobbo. Why are you calling it Goodbye? Like, you know, I've, I've asked you about chicks and and whatever, but. The yeah. reason I'm asking this is because, and I don't want to keep going over names, and and you know, it's like asking someone like, "Why do you have that tattoo? What does it mean?" But with um, goodbye, I almost saw it as you signing off or you like putting the camera down. Is that the case? Um, oh, I don't, I don't think so. But I, I think when I came up with the idea, there's there's a few hidden meanings in there, as as most of the movies we, you know, silly names we come up with, but. I think the, I think the main crux of it is that like with something like bodyboarding, like a hobby, when you have a bad experience or you get frustrated with, you kind of say, "Well, I'm not going to do that again," but you always keep coming back to it. So I spit. I suppose like goodbye is the irony that we say goodbye to bodyboarding, and we think, "Can I do this forever?" And maybe the reality is we can do it for a shitload of time and keep having fun. So 
that's a bit of an insight into the name, I guess. And it's coming back to that recurring theme. There's irony. There's 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 mm. humor. There's creative flair. You know, going back over your names, your movie chicks, crazy. Sorry, I can't be Endo. You know, looking at all the drags of what's coming out, the Zion stuff, all of Casey's stuff, all the big dab stuff, even in surfing. You know, there's a rec- recurring theme down in your little community, man. And it's not really little, like it, you know, spans all the way from Stanley down to almost Shell Harbour. So, like, there's there's so many cool people and so many cool spots to venture yeah. out and hone your craft. Um, you know, we've we failed to touch on him. And, you know, I mentioned him before, maybe drop his name once or twice, but we, we really need to delve into the man that is James Dixon because <laughs> he's he's one, he's one of the most, like, oh, how do you say it? Like dedicated, downright Aussie legends who loves a good yarn, loves a good beer, loves a wave at Plucky's, and just enjoys, in in just enjoys life. Like James Dixon is, and also on the piss, probably like a crazy lunatic that just almost will do anything if you <laughs> if you ask him to. Like he he is he's a he's a special human. How's it been growing up with him, and how's it been bodyboarding with him? You know, because he seems like your partner in crime. Yeah, I'm super lucky. Like I don't don't have a brother, but I can't imagine. Um, probably being closer friends with anyone else. Me and him grew up a few doors down from each other, fell in love with bodyboarding at the same time, loved cricket. Our dads were friends, our mums were friends. Um, yeah, I feel I'm super lucky. And I think anyone that, the way you described it, anyone that's come across Dixon, he, um, you know, he can't help but like want to be in his presence when he's on one and he's just doing funny shit and being himself oh. and, he, um, yeah, he's, he's a one-of-a-kind dude, so he's helping with this movie too. Um, he um, He's a bit lazy. He, he's, you know, he doesn't like me being too regimented like I am, trying to call him the shots and being a bossy, you know, almost, you know, putting my dad dad pants on and telling him when he's going to wake <laughs> up. But um, <laughs> me, 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 and him and, me and him are doing good stuff. And, like, you know when you know – we almost know each other too well. Like we know, we know when to push each other's buttons and like, if we want to get up each other, but we also know when, you know, you've got to be there for each other and me and him just, we're inseparable. Like we're, you know, I'm 35, he's 34. You couldn't, you couldn't get closer mates and we're still trucking along doing the same old bullshit, but having fun. So mad love for Dixon and like anyone listening here, if you haven't met him, if you do one day, you'll know it's him when you hear that name, Dixon or Dicko. So yeah. Oh man, just come to a couple more premieres and get him on the source. He's just it's like letting off a Roman candle. Like it's incredible. <laughs> you can't stop it. There's so many balls of you know, ferocious language just coming at you. And he's just he's on a heater. He'll tell you a story, he'll let you know about it, and they'll ask you something and he'll tell you another fucking story. He'll go get your beer, tell you another one, and then just talk <laughs> about your fucking father and how good he was. I mean he caught me at Tony's like, mate. The big O, the big O, and he's talking about my dad. Obviously, my last name Connor, and he just the way he drew it out for almost thirty seconds. It was just iconic. <laughs> he's a he's a classy. Talking about iconic and talking about some of the um, you know, iconic pranks that we we play on each other from time to time. Being from a a culture of lunatics and rascals, um, mm. what's the go with Dicko? 
thinking he got your car stolen? Because I've heard this story oh. floating around. Can you just <laughs> can you just rehash this for us? <laughs> yeah, this this is a favourite of mine. Uh, within our friendship group, we've always been like massive on pranks, but not just like you know you're doing something mindless. Like you're really going to think it out. You're just really going to take an opportunity and then use that to mess with them. So back when I was a grom, and this is back when I had like a little handy cam and all the other boys that I was friends with, Ivan was one, Dixon was one. There were two other guys, Benny and Scott. We had a crew of five of us and I'd pick them all up in the morning and we'd surf our local wave. And um, yeah, my car got stolen. We went surfing this little wave acids or like, a, you know, creakies at Puckies there. One morning we had five wallets, five mobile phones, tripod, camera, you know, every one of our possessions, keys. And I did the old, um, you know, keys behind the tire trick. And um, some bloke obviously was still kicking on from the night before and saw me stash the key and just stole my car. So, um, we, uh, yeah, it, that was a brutal experience. Like, it was my parents' car at the time that I was using, you know, walking back up after this. You could kind of see the car park from the wave. And, we're, you know, we'd been surfing for an hour and we went out at like 5 a.m. We looked up at 6 a.m. and someone goes, oh, is your car there? And I was like, uh, it doesn't look like it. Maybe I'll... <laughs> and then we kind of wigging out. And then we paddled in and we walked up and the car's just gone. It was a real bizarre experience. Like you walk That up is a bizarre experience. I've never had that and from all the, my surfing times. That's yeah, bizarre. It's just gone. Like, and you've got, you don't, you don't have a phone to contact anyone. It's five blokes in a wetsuit with their fins and bodyboard. We had to go to a payphone, ring my parents. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the start of the story. So, like I was saying, like if you're going to prank someone well, you got to use an unfortunate situation to then um, play on their emotions to then prank them and prank them properly. So, <laughs> Dixon, like I said, I'm more the regimented one, like get shit done, do shit right. Dixon's more like, yeah, I would just do it how it is, and you know, near enough is good enough. Um, he's a bit more laid back than I am, and I'm the you know, I'm the, the angry dad, if you could say that. And um, <laughs> he, uh, one day I said to him, he was getting picked up early from the surf. I'd taken him down, was surfing the same break. So the same break where my car had been stolen. And I said to him, when you go and get your stuff out of my car, go and put my key across the creek mouth because my car's been stolen before. Like, don't leave my key anywhere where someone can steal it. And he assured me he'd do it. And um, obviously he didn't. So, he, you know, I watched him not walk back across the creek mouth, which is like 50 to 100 metres away, and put the key where I asked. He put it, like, nestled it in a little spot and waved his hand, and off he, he got picked up by his dad. And so, um, yeah, it was about a year after my car had been stolen, I think. And so Ivan and I, when we got in from the surf, I kind of said, oh, I'm just going to fuck with this guy. I'm going to make him think my car's been stolen. So we, um, we went down to the local payphone, I rang him up, so I have a payphone. I think it comes up as private number, and um, I yeah, rang he's him. a payphone. I'm thinking too much of the to the consequences, and I, I sorry, go yeah, payphone. So I've chucked a few cents in. This is a good oh, it's probably fifth or maybe more than fifteen years ago. So I've chucked in, and I've rung him up, and he's answered. He goes, "What?" And I go, "It's Tobo." Where do you put my fucking keys? And he goes, oh, I, 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 you said." Oh, I go, "Yeah, you put him in the wrong spot, didn't you?" He goes, yeah, and I said, and my fucking car's been stolen. Ring the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, not thinking, not thinking through, like, 
I've rung him from a payphone, a private number, and I've told him, called him that my car's been stolen and to ring the cops. And so me and Ivan jumped in my car, laughing our heads off, thought we were fucking hilarious. And, um, and then I didn't really think of what might come of that. So anyway, uh, the prank was back on me. He's told his dad. And his dad's rang the police saying, reporting a car's been stolen from puckies. Like, give no. him my red joke, the whole thing. My parents were away overseas at the moment. And I was um, staying with my grandparents, you know, between my house and there. <laughs> Dixon's dad rang my grandparents and told them my car's been stolen. <laughs> So oh, it got out of here. God, this quickly. gets so hectic. And we're hanging down the beach, and I go to Ivan, fuck, we've probably got to go speak to him. Anyway, as we're like exiting around the beach area, we see Dixon driving in his car, absolutely with the craziest look on his face. Like, because he just thinks he's got, <laughs> he's got my car stolen for, for a second time in a year. And he drove past <laughs> me in my car. He drove past me and Ivan in my car that I told him that was stolen. And he saw us, and I've never seen someone look so angry in my life. Like, he went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And he, he's realised, yeah, and, like, I'm, he was raging. And then he rang me. He's like, you've got to now ring my dad and also your grandparents and tell them you were joking. So oh, <laughs> imagine trying goodness. to explain to old, older grandparents, oh, sorry, don't worry about my car being stolen. It was a prank. Did you have to ring the coppers? Did you have to ring the coppers? Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I did. I, like, I think there are, look, I, maybe I did. I don't remember that part. But I think, yeah, it was just a mess. And, like, it started off as fun. But I just didn't, you know. But I love that story. It's probably my favourite of, like, jamming oh, him man. up. Yeah. That's amazing. You got him hook, line, and sinker. Like, he just, he, he went he, through a When he came around the corner, when he when he went, came around the corner, if anyone knows Willing on the Novotel, we were turning right. He was burning around the corner. And when he saw me in the car that I said was stolen, he realized we'd fucked with him. And like, I've never seen him blow up harder. Like, he was punching the steering wheel and he was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> he was like absolutely lit up. Like, I've never seen him that furious. It was incredible. Yeah. So, and worth, how was it when you saw him after? Letting. Like, what, what was the first physical interaction after that? Well, I think he just knew how hard I'd fucked it up because his dad had gone and told other people and my grandparents. So he's like, well, you're going to have to deal with that. But uh, I know, looking yeah, back at it now, de- definitely <laughs> an, all-time, an all-time prank with a few blowbacks. But, yeah, definitely a good memory. Oh, fucking oath, man. That's a knee slapper. Like, you had him, again, hook <laughs> on thinker. It's so rare that you get a mate like that, you know, that it goes to those lengths and actually calls mm. the authorities on something that's, that, that's, that doesn't happen. It's so fucking wild. Yeah, the, the line of, like, call the cops, and then I just hung up. Like, I, I laugh at that all the time. Like, what did I think was going to happen? I've asked him to call the cops, so obviously he's going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking right. He did what he was told, and he was doing the right thing. <laughs> Well, um, Dobbo, I usually enjoy asking um, five questions towards the end of the potty in regards mm. to Boog. Are you willing to uptake the challenge, sir? Yeah, hit me with them, keen ass. All right, bro. So we've actually changed up one today as a request from Elliot. So um, yeah. just watch out for the little bogey in there. Um, yeah, sweet. Crescent or bat tail, my brother? Oh, um, I have owned a bat tail once. I owned... It was like a four when foreplay were putting out some good dow boards. I definitely owned a foreplay bat tail, 
but that would be the only one. So anything else has been present. Um, I looked at some of the found boards lately, though, with a few different options. But, um, you know, when you're riding strictly a one to two foot reef, myself called acids and going left, you don't have to worry too much about the equipment. So I'm going to go Crescent. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's, it, it's almost ingrained in a lot of <laughs> the core souls, you know what I mean? Like the Crescent clip, it's got to be there. But I, as yeah. I've said to so many people recently, like having, um, you know, Winnie and Mitch on the potty and just hearing what they've mm. had to say about tails and, and different designs, like it's really sparked my ears up. And, you know, like just probably yeah. should look to experiment a little bit more, you know, like. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, Kingy. Like, I think you just got to look to a guy like Kingy who could, like, if you look at some of that stuff he was doing on the Joker, like double spins in the barrel, like, and some of those reverses. And I think you just need to look at that to know that it's it's an option and it's it's you know for some people it works if you can. So I think yeah, I think everyone is a bit closed minded with that, but um, I think there's some great examples of some you know Hub still riding his big bat tail and doing the best shit ever. So. You know, there's definitely Spencer Skipper. He was cruising. Yeah. Was... yeah, yeah. Let's get going. I feel you. It's good to um, <clears throat> tread on both sides of the tail. Let's put it that way. Mm. Uh, second question, sir. Ramp or acids pit? <laughs> or oh, if I've I've been listening to these questions, like I find it very interesting. Like you know, hearing some of the the guys that are like you know the top level riders and how they answer that. Yeah, especially, you know who blew me away with that? Tristan Roberts' response in regards to ramp or pit. It sticks in my mind heaps because it's like straight away pit. I want to do the biggest airs, bam, 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 which is amazing for respect. And he does do some of the biggest airs that bodyboarding's ever seen. But I can never shy away from the option of the of the pit, you know what I mean? Like mm. just to it's something super special, but it was really interesting to see his point of view as like yeah. a world champion. But yeah, sorry. No, no I, like, I like that. What you were saying, like, it's like that going back to, I suppose the essence of like, you know, I suppose you're starting with a barrel or getting close to a barrel before you do a good air a lot of the time too. So I like, I was, yeah. I like Louis's answer of like, he's ridden some of the best right, you know, barrels of all time, but did he go air? Did he say air? I think. Oh, fuck, you're testing my memory here, eh? <laughs> I, know I might have to did, try back like, in the notes. I'm, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to think myself, but um, myself, like, definitely, if you go... No, local, I think he said Pitt. I think he said Pitt because he? he said... I might be he said, oh, he was like, yeah. you know, I've got so many amazing ramps at home, and obviously, like, Mandura Wedge being one of the, the greatest ramps of all time, but I think he did end up saying Pitt because when you think about some yeah. of the waves he's had at the right, man, like, how could you not yeah. say Pitt? <laughs> Yeah, life-changing <laughs> ones. Yeah, for me, like personally, local, you know, filmer slash bodyboarder frother, it's, it's definitely a pit because, um, you know, when I go to the air, I'm not flying too high, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you're just, you're just accepting gravity for what it is. Fully respect yeah. that. Respect yeah, you can, only right. do so, you can only do so many roles, I guess, yeah. Yeah, hey, but you perfected them. And if you were going to enter a comp at any stage, you know those that like you know over forties fucking fucking age yeah, of coming up when it's sorted. Yeah. <laughs> I um replacing the fin question with a little little bogey in the hole um, mm-hmm. from Elliot to Chris, and I really like it because it's kind of cool to see where Evan's headspace is at with this one. Who do you reckon um, is the up and coming Grom or Grom S? Who are you backing? Ooh. The younger gen is just 
Good question. I definitely, I'm, yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, I definitely am still a bodybuilding geek. Like, I, I watch everything I can. Um, I'm across it all. I'm, I'm trying to think of a different answer other than Tristan. In purely the fact that he's a two-time world champ now, and that's pretty obvious. But um, no, no, no. But sorry, it's sorry. I might like, not look at his Grom stuff, look at Dobbo, how consistent in, he is. Like, and, like an 18 year old, not 18 year old, <laughs> like, you know, 14, 15 year old, someone who's coming up that you're kind of like, even surfing around home, where you're oh, like, oh wow, they're putting stuff together. Yeah. I can honestly tell you in Wollongong, there is not one bodyboarder under the age of 21. Not a single one. <laughs> it's grim. Like, oh, how no, depressing. <laughs> so, like, it is, yeah, like, you know, like, um, all the other guys, like there's young guys, but they're like in their mid-20s. So um, like one, one guy that I'm going to have on my movie, um, Josh Morgera, he's like a guy from like Taraji and he's a super ledge. But yeah, he's not a grom anymore, but he's the youngest guy I know that's ripping around Wollongong. So I'll give him a, I'll give him a shout out. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, giddy up. Solid answer. Um, beach or yeah. reef or wave pool? And have you been to a wave pool? <laughs> No, I've no wave pools yet. I, we were going down for like a punters club um, trip to Melbourne a few months ago, and we, me and Dixon, loosely tried to think, oh, maybe we can tie a, a wave pool session in there. But we realised we were kidding ourselves, and um, <laughs> didn't didn't go through that idea. Definitely reef. <laughs> we, um, I realised how I realised how fit I am these days. Like all the the beaches in Wollongong suck, and but there's like twenty reefs. And they're all pretty close together, and you just kind of got to know the times to surf them. And so I would say, like in Wollongong, there's like one good beachy, and the rest is reefs. And you just pretty much just don't touch the beaches and leave them for the surfers and surf the novelty. So definitely reef. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. You probably probably bang on. Same at up here, Cronulla, man. Like since yeah. our sand's <laughs> been pillaged, like Jesus Christ, it's just reefs. I would have to ride a stand up probably. 50 to 60% of the time, unfortunately, just because of how bad the beaches are. But, yeah, when the reefs are on, it's just – it's go, go, go. Yeah, it's good It's good for the unfit. Like, you know, if you're feeling a bit tired, sit out the back, talk a bit of jive, you know, get your breath back, and then you're good. Yeah, and it's always a good social, man. Like, far-out lineups yeah. can be such an incredible place. They can be a torturous place. Like, don't get me wrong. There's times where you're like, fuck everyone out here right now. I just want to give them the devil yeah. eyes and just be by myself or, you know, you're having an average time. I guess pipe comes to mind sometimes. I know Jace Finlay was a man who really steered away from pipe. Tig mentioned yeah. that in one of our recent potties where he was like, it was a rarity to get Jay's Finlay to pipe because of that exact reason. But, um, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was going with that rant. Can you just remind me? <laughs> yeah, you, we'll go and beat your reef. And that's one thing that I reckon why I've gotten more keen on it. I literally know the waves I have fun at or the waves that I like to film. So I've kind of got like when I show up at a spot, I'm either filming or I'm either surfing. And I know which spots I like to surf, take turns filming, or ones I like to strictly film. So I'm like, I'm not kidding myself anymore. I'm not like, if I can't surf right-handers, I'm going to film right-handers. If I like surfing left-handers, I'll take turns with Dixon. If I don't like that wave because it's super crowded, I'll either film it or I'll just bar it and never go there for years. So I reckon you just got to know your abilities and know, be honest with yourself. Like, fuck, you know, 
if I'm 35 and you know I've been around the traps for a while, you got to like you got to know your abilities and know what's fun and know what's not. So bar the bar the stuff that frustrates you and the stuff that's fun and sick, just chase that. Yeah, it's, it's such a fucking smart way of looking at it. It's the same as hopping on different crafts or different waves. Like, obviously, keep your core discipline intact and and love it and try and fulfill it at all times. But Jesus Christ, just play the field. You know, like if you're not back in that wave, if you're not having a good time at, you know, let's just say cowries, for example. You know what I mean? Like, mm. don't go there because of the surfing crowd or the way it breaks or what, like whatever it is. That was just one random example. There's just mm. yeah. Tune into what you like about the sport and enjoying it. You know, people people will try and categorize bodyboarders or surfers or any sort of watermen in regards to their their ability or skill level and, and what waves they like. But just because someone likes two foot waves and enjoys you know fun crystal barrels and and just being part of Mother Nature and, and getting the same saltwater refreshness and revival that we all do once we get in the ocean and come out, like that needs to stop because the hierarchy of catching waves in regards to how big or how small or how big of the air you do or whatever mm. you do, it doesn't really matter what you do on the way per se. It's you're partaking in the sport and you're enjoying what you're doing and you're exercising, you're creating dopamine through exercise. You're just living and forgetting about all the mundane shit you do on your day-to-day life. There's something to be said about that that's, yeah, fucking spectacular. You're you're breaking up a little in that last part. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can. I can. Maybe I was. You're just, like, getting a bit bit wonky. But, yeah, I've actually, um, I've I've bought my... um, I bought my wife a bodyboard for Christmas and I got my daughter a little wetsuit. So Zion are now doing um, little kids' wetsuits. Like, so um, Maddox's uh, wife, Shani's, like, kind of branched off. I think it's called Cub Wetsuits. So, like, for now, for me, like, my local beach is Port Beach. Rather than trying to chase waves in summer, I'm going to push my wife on and daughter onto a few. And, like, that kind of level is still sick because it's fun for them. Um, but, like, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm trying to, like, you know, go out and surf a beach and do a you know, milk a wave and get frustrated because it wasn't fun. So that's um, that's another way I'm trying to enjoy it too, bring the family along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, bloody oh. It'd be so cool when your daughter first gets on a Berg, man. Or well, she might have even been on a Berg, has she? No, not yet. She's kind of laid on one on the, the sand. She's in swimming lessons now, but she's um, she's pretty due. She's kind of ready for it. I reckon summer holidays, we'll, we'll give it a crack. Yeah, it'd be sick. And I know Coops has been saying you've got such a nice ocean pool on that north end of Port Kembla Beach, eh? Yeah, it's an epic spot, man. It's lovely. So, yeah, Port Kembla's cool, and that's probably probably my closest beach. And, like, in summer when the nor'easters are blowing, it's nice and protected. And, um, yeah, it's a cool spot to hang out. Yeah, so nice. Um, last question, sir. Bicep or wrist leash? Whoa. Um, it's funny. I'm, I'm just thinking now. I ran a, I ran a wrist leash for ages because – I busted my bicep and a van was sponsored by, um, I think it was Sue Shift. It's like a French kind of brand. You remember that oh, brand? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I do. I do, I do, yeah, I do, I do. Where it's going to be a bit had... more so leashes. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to go spend money on a leash. And he just gave me a couple of old ones. So I ran a wrist, but it's definitely bicep. Wrist is annoying, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. bicep for sure. But um, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. it got actually increasingly hard to buy bodyboarding hardware down in Wollongong. So Stoke were doing wetsuits and boards, but in terms of like fins and 
leashes. Like you'd have to order them from, you know, Body Warning King or, or, you know, you'd have to do your shopping around. So it did get tricky for a while buying shit like that. But um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a decent bicep one at the moment. So I'm definitely, um, I'll stick to that unless I'm being real tight and then I might find an old wrist leash in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be kind of cool to bring it back for a little bit, just down on summer holidays. Wrist leash, Northport Kemba, get on it. <laughs> yeah, might even put the leggy on. You never know. Straight leg. Yeah, fuck. That'd be all time. <laughs> put him maybe some fins in the bottom, just underneath the, the channels. That would be crazy no, to see. I'm, my um, my uncle is a good surfer from like Werry Beach. That's Mum's youngest brother. He's like a very local and good stand up his whole life and. Good mates with some of the like the real good weary guys like Todd Preston used to be on the tour. But when I started bodyboarding, I remember he got me a leggy and he's like, put that on the bottom of your bodyboard. That's <laughs> <laughs> the like, drag, eh? Did not understand yeah. the drag. And like when I was getting right into bodyboarding, like it was back, you know, this is a while ago. It was back when he just couldn't get his head around. He's like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, like, the stigma definitely, definitely like, changed. That, that, that generational change. But, um, yeah, no, he, he actually, it was good though. We used, used to go and surf like good worry beach and stuff together and stuff like that, even even when I was booging. So, no, that was cool. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Well, Dobbo, bro, I appreciate you coming on the potty. Appreciate you giving us your time. Appreciate you giving us your insights and all your wild stories. Um, you've definitely lived a colourful life and still living one, obviously, and frothing on the boog, just, you know, being part of the community and just being um, an all-round, le- all-round legend. And I appreciate you coming up to Cone, and, you know, I know Hoffy does too and just all the support and just, um, you know, as Riptide says, make him boogan great again. So thanks for coming yeah. on Luke's Lounge. Nah, that's sick. And I'll, can I just give a little plug? So, like, for, for, yeah, for the Goodbye movie, it's going to be in April. It's kind of looking like the last weekend in April. It will be down in Balambi, but it's going to be tight. And Brendo's going to get some big podcast guests involved in the bodyboarding community. I can't give any names yet, but there's going to be photos. There's going to be my movie. My movie. There's going to be beers. There's just going to be everything. So if you've ever been down to Balambi, you know how good a space it is, that little art space and shared community offices. But um, if you haven't, yeah. Um, yeah. we'll be promoting it in the next few months. And, like, if you want to connect with, you know, guys in the bodyboarding community and, you know, talk about life, talk about bodyboarding, talk about anything, come to this night because it's, you know, the last one, his last Grey Space podcast night was a ripper, so come down yeah, it was. that was such a fun yeah. time are you going to be yeah. selling tickets somewhere dobbo is there going to be somewhere yeah, for people so, so through, yeah so what i'm going to get brendo to um update his ticketing soon so we're kind of finalizing a date it will definitely be in april but if um if you guys are looking to follow a instagram follow the gray space pod and all the updates will come through that so the gray space pod on instagram and um look give that podcast a follow he's um He's had some great episodes and, uh, you know, I love Brendo and all the stuff he's doing. So I can't wait to work with him on this next night. It's going to be sick. Yeah, buddy, I will be, man. And Brendo is an absolute inspiration to everyone. Is he going to continue the gray space or is he looking to maybe move to another platform? I think he was saying maybe he's going to, you know, yeah, so he's, he's, hush, hush, talk, talk. He's going to go to movement and maybe do a potty there. I'm not too sure about that. I know he's doing it with his brother at the moment who's a triathlete. Um, I think the best thing about Brendo, he never lets – one idea bog him down he's got so many different ideas and he's he's always pretty you know happy to you know do different things at different times so um but the, you know this podcast night after the success of the last one i reckon it'll be one of the best nights of of next year so i'm going to shamelessly plug uh the gray space pod 
And um, yeah, late April in Balambi. Um, yeah, tickets will be updated Mate, soon and we'll drop some links. Not just Balambi, Balambi Lane. <laughs> right, near the, right near the train station, easy access. Um, yeah, yeah. pub needed, so it'll be sick, yeah. Quality pub. The only pub I've ever been to where they've they've given garlic bread on um, 20 cents Maytona rolls from the bakery. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're super into it. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Dom. I Too really good. appreciate you coming on, bro. No, it's right. Good to chat. All right. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for having me. Happy days, man. See you soon and see you in the next tram. See you in the water. Awesome. Really. Come on. Yeah, well, I'll see you soon. Sounds good, man. It was all a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV. Deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bakery feeds.